there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 22, season three of the Daniel Mission podcast. I'm actually at home. I decided to bring my studio to the house. Uh, we got football on. It's Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. Uh, to all of the American listeners, I appreciate you guys sticking around. But, oh, Dak Prescott just got picked off. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got football all day long. World Cup's alive and well. The NHL and NBA are buzzing right along. It's a great time in sports right now. Obviously, there's no MLB and no PGA Tour. But, I mean, we got content left, right, and center. So I was debating on, you know, kind of waiting until, <coughs> excuse me, I get back from the States uh, to record. But I said, listen, there's too much going on. You know what? I'll send out one more because we're going to have a break. Uh, There'll be no episode on Tuesday. So, um, you know, it'll be a week between episodes. So I was like, listen, fire it up. You know, go after it and and, uh, get some content out there for the folks. So listen, I appreciate you guys. But uh, in the pregame show, listen, I'm flying to the United States of America tomorrow and I'm thrilled about it. Like I've said, I mentioned on past podcasts, I'm thrilled to stuff my lip full of chewing tobacco, fresh grizzly, right from the gas station. It'll be my first stop once I land. I'm really excited about it. I haven't been in the United States since, I think, 2019. Um, so, uh, obviously, with COVID and everything, I always like going across the border. And uh, for the American listeners, there's just so many different products. There's it, It's just a fun experience to go to a different country. As much as there's so many similarities between Canada and the United States, there's always just those subtle differences that you really appreciate when you're in the States. So, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, during that trip, I'm going to be live on TikTok a ton, live on Instagram, doing questions. So, um, you know, I've got some layovers in the airport. So make sure that uh, you're following along online and, and kind of check in with those lives because I'll need some company. Uh, but continuing on in the pregame show, episode 22, season three, Alec Manoa sat down on a podcast with Serge Ibaka and he absolutely called out Garrett Cole. He pretty much said, pretty much said he was the biggest cheater in the MLB at the current time. Um, you know, said he couldn't pitch without the sticky stuff and the amount of sticky stuff that he was using was was obnoxious and, and just cheated the game. So Alec Manoa really making a statement after, uh, you know, a great season. But uh, I don't know how I feel about Garrett Cole. Obviously, I think he's like the sixth top paid player in the league and he didn't have a great season with the Yankees. He, he was okay, but, um, you know, I, I think he didn't live up to the expectations that Yankees fans have for him. I guess not many people do in New York, but uh, Alec Manoa calls him out and, and uh, it's made some headlines here in Canada. Conor McGregor. I don't know if you guys are following along with this individual, obviously mega Irish MMA star, but he is looking absolutely yunked. I think he's like 250 pounds right now. His lats are gigantic. I mean, I think I need a urine test from this guy. He looks like he's been shoving needles directly in his ass, and he's blown up like a like the blueberry woman from Willy Wonka. I mean, he looks gigantic. Uh, but it sounds like he's willing to do some drug tests, and he's going to fight next year. But, you know, obviously that begs the question, who's he going to fight? Um, you know, he's the biggest attraction, I would say, continuing you know, continue to be the biggest attraction in the UFC. I... 
I've heard Michael Chandler uh, wants to fight him. I mean, Nate Diaz and and uh, Dustin Poirier, like are those fights that people want to see again? Um, it's going to be interesting to see, and it, it'll be interesting to see what weight class he comes in at. And you know what? He's going to de- be demanding a, a title fight, but I'm not sure. You know what? We'll see. He hasn't won in so long. Um, I, I'm creating an overrated athletes list uh, for social media, and I think Conor McGregor is going to be on it, to be completely honest with you. I mean, it's been so long since he's won, uh, but he obviously he's just such an attraction. He's must-watch TV. I'll give that to him. Uh, but I do find some of his antics kind of clownish. Uh, but Conor McGregor, we'll look for him early in the 2023 year, hopefully early, um, to uh, to get back in the octagon. Moving into some football news, some football media news. Uh, you all remember Brandon Marshall. He was a receiver with the Bears and the Jets, and uh, I forget what other teams he played for. Uh, but Brandon Marshall, um, he made a deal with Julian Edelman on TV. They're both analysts, and... Um, it was during the Patriots-Jets game last week that whoever won would get a tattoo of the other team. So obviously the Patriots, Marcus Jones, ran back the touchdown late in the game. And Brandon Marshall got a Patriots tattoo on his forearm. It, it doesn't look too bad because um, Brandon Marshall has a lot of tattoos, but it would have been so funny if Julian Edelman had to get the New York Jets tattoo because that guy doesn't have, I don't think he's, not visibly to, to, to I don't think he's got any tattoos. So... It would have been much funnier, I think, if the Jets would have won that game and Julian Edelman would have uh, would have got the tattoo. But Brandon Marshall gets a Patriots tattoo. I'm sure he's happy about that. I do like Brandon Marshall. Miss him in the league. I think it was he at the Broncos to start his career. Um, I think he was. Anyway, uh, that's why it's nice to have a host, a co-host. Because one, it's not just me rambling on, but two, we can you know, chat about that. Did he play with the Broncos? Yes, I think he did. Oh, Daniel Jones just throws an absolute muffin. And that's an interception, folks. There's a there's a flag on the play. This is all. This is a, a, a tad distracting while reporting uh, while recording. But and finally, just in the NCAA, uh, the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes will play the Michigan Wolverines. Um, Going to be an absolute heater. Obviously, a Big Ten heat show. Both teams undefeated. Um, I'm not sure which way I'm leaning here. I do like Michigan, obviously, with the Tom Brady ties. Uh, but I'll probably lean Michigan. Let's do it. So I'm, I'm riding Michigan on Saturday. I should say tomorrow. Um, but that's going to conclude the pregame show. Season 3, episode 22. And let's move into quarter one. And it is football. And when I say football, it's soccer. The World Cup has just been so electric. I love the timing of it, too. I get up in the morning. You, typically, there's either been a game going on and, and has started at 6 a.m. or 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 p.m. Like, it's just such great timing. Uh, during the workday, just to have it on as some background noise. Like I, I find, uh, you know, I haven't been a huge soccer fan. Um, you know, I don't follow the Premier League. I don't follow the leagues in Europe. The MLS, I certainly don't follow. But what I'm finding while watching the World Cup, it's so suspenseful. Um, and I think that's where people get the joy of it. It's like, it, it can be quiet. You know, there's just, you know, they're going, they're passing back and forth in the DN. It can be quiet. But as soon as there's a turnover or a subtle mistake, it can, people can pounce on it and there could be a goal at any second. So it is really, uh, it has really been fun to watch. Uh, and I, I'm really enjoying myself. Uh, but let's get into Team Canada. Obviously, this is the first World Cup Canada's been to in 36 years. And they take on the number two Belgium in the first game. I went into Halifax to a sports bar to watch. Truly an experience. I mean, it was rowdy. Um, but Canada looked great. They came out flying. They were all over the Belgium team and, uh, the star of Canada, Alfonso Davies gets a penalty kick, uh, I think 11 minutes into the game and 
He queefed. I mean, we'll just put it that way. I mean, it's, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, he queefed. Uh, you know, he, he shot it uh, to, the, to the lower left-hand corner of the net, and the Belgian goaltender, who was an absolute monster, uh, I think he's renowned to be the best goaltender in the world. He ends up stoning him. Uh, rebound, just misses. But they had a lot of chances. Uh, Belgium, at the you know, at the, the, the minutes are winding down. Uh, in the first half, they go down and score, and it ends up being a one nothing game. But I think a lot of people... Uh, you know, took note, and I think Canada did the job by saying, you know, or by showcasing that they belong in the tournament. So it was exciting for Canadian soccer fans. Uh, I'm really excited about their game against Croatia. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get locked and loaded for uh, for our. We're looking for our first goal uh, in, in tournament history. So I'm I'm thinking that comes uh, Sunday, and I'll be all over the Canadian money line. Uh, but speaking of upset money lines, I hope everybody listened to the TikTok and Instagram. I made a post uh, that the Japanese fans stayed after the game against Qatar and Ecuador in the first game, and they cleaned up the stadium. And I was like, that karma is getting them a win. And they played Germany, and they upset Germany plus 650. I absolutely loved it. I didn't hammer it. I put five bucks on it. Um, but I, I got a bunch of DMs, too, when I, when, I, uh, when I posted about it. People being like, show me the bet slip. Show me the bet slip. And I, and I showed them the bet slip. I'm like... Listen, I don't, I don't do that type of stuff. I every time I give a bet, I bet on it because it's bad luck not to. Why would I ever give people a bet and not bet on it myself? It makes no sense. Um, so everything that I give out, that's just, I guess, worth noting moving forward. Anything that I give out on social media or on the podcast or in chalkboard, I'm betting on personally. So you can enjoy the ride and the sweat with me. And I think that goes with everyone in the chalkboard group. And I, I think if you guys are all listening, all the listeners in the podcast, Get in the chalkboard. Be active in the chalkboard. I think we've got like, you know, 10, 15 people who are regularly frequent, you know, posters, but it's such a fun group chat to, you know, check in on and, and say your two cents and, and get chirping with other people. So, um, you know, make sure you download the chalkboard app and you're in there and getting active. Uh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Obviously, Argentina uh, with Lionel Messi, you know, are, are heavy fo- hopefuls to go on to the round of 16 and, and, and I don't know what they call the Elite Eight, but, you know, and, and, and forward into the tournament. But they ended up getting upset 2-1 to one for Saudi Arabia. Um, Lionel Messi scored a PK or a penalty kick early in the game, and then Saudi Arabia scored twice. Um, Saudi Arabia made the next day a holiday. I thought it was quite legendary, to be honest with you. I love that move. I wish they did that more frequently in Canada. Like if there's a big, like a, like the the day after the Stanley Cup or the day after the Super Bowl, it's like, like let's just let's wrap things up for the day and let let the uh, let the sports fans get absolutely in one and 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 you know rest up that Monday. But uh, exciting for Saudi Arabia. Spain dismantled Costa Rica 7-0. I mean, that was... I mean, there was extra time, you know, obviously, you know, when they hit the 90th minute and the 45th minute, there's extra time due to all the stoppages. And it's 6-0, and they decided to just go stamp another one in. So it was 7-0. It was an absolute smackdown. Uh, Portugal and, uh, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo, the first player to ever score five goals in five different World Cups. So congrats, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Portugal holds off Ghana. So obviously the U.S. fans, U.S. will get into it. They uh, they're up one nothing against Wales. Uh, Gareth Bale, the captain of Wales, ends up getting a penalty kick. He ties the game. But they play England uh, today, so that's going to be exciting. I'm all over the U.S. money line. Actually, you know what? I'm I do like I've got a soft spot for England, so I'm not going to be on the U.S. money line. But uh, we'll see if they can bounce back. Obviously, they've got a point against uh, the Wales with a tie. Hopefully, that's the. Not uh, not grinding away too much. Maybe I'll have to turn it down just a bit. Hopefully that wasn't uh, too annoying for the listeners. Uh, Canada. 
I already mentioned that they're playing Croatia. So yeah, just get the chalkboard and the World Cup talk in the uh, in the chalkboard app is fantastic. So um, make sure uh, you're in that and and, and chatting soccer, chatting football. All right, let's move into quarter two. It's the NFL. I got some uh, quarter three. I'll talk NBA and quarter four. I'll bring it home in the NHL. But uh, the NFL, the Cardinals fire their offensive line coach in Mexico for touching for inappropriately touching a Mexican woman. So apparently, obviously, we know Monday night they played uh, Arizona played San Francisco in Mexico City in the international series, and the offensive line coach for the Cardinals went out on the town, I guess, and was just inappropriately touching a a uh, a, a female, a Mexican female, out at the bar. So I guess, uh, you know, authorities made note of it. They told the team, and he was fired on the spot. He got sent back to Arizona. But that is just, yeah, that's just something you it can't be doing, is going out and mixing it up and start, you know, putting your hands where they're not supposed to be on a Mexican woman, on anybody, uh, but especially, um, you know, a, uh, a woman in a foreign country. Uh, so oh, Cardinals fire their old line coach. Tough to see. Zach Wilson's been benched. This guy's such a clown act, man. I, I talked about it on social media, but after the game against the Patriots, obviously uh, only throwing for 77 yards, the offense only having 103 total yards offense. Um, they asked him, they said, do you feel like you let the defense down? Defense only allowed three points. He said, no, not at all. It's like, man, you got to have a little bit. Like, uh, quarterbacks typically are great leaders. Like, you've got to say, of course I, I let the defense down. You know, I played awful. I've got to be better. I've got to work on these things. And you know, there's just such a better way to approach an interview. Like, he's just such a child, in my opinion. I don't think he's ever going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I was surprised, too, that the Jets took him second overall. Even coming out of BYU, he just looks like such a child. His, his mannerisms, and he's not a good football player. So we'll see what happens there. The Los Angeles Rams have announced uh, that they're going to be starting Bryce Perkins. Uh, so they're 16-point underdogs uh, on the weekend. Uh, so we'll continue on to that. The Rams are pretty much a write-off now. Uh, I talked about it last episode. Super surprising there with the Rams. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens uh, in, uh, in, in Los Angeles. I hope those creaks aren't getting too loud on the pod. But, you know what, we'll fight through them. All right, let's go through the games on Sunday. Let's go through some predictions. Uh, obviously, these aren't locked in, but uh, this is kind of just initial anal- analysis. Uh, the Broncos heading into Carolina, minus two and a half favorites. I'm on the Broncos. Um, I think uh, I think the Broncos win this game. I'm not sold that the Pan- I think the Panthers have been tough. I mean, they played the, the Ravens tough last week, but I think the Ra- the Broncos do get it down on the road. Uh, I just have a feeling that Russ does have a half decent game in this one. Um, so we'll see what happens. Atlanta Falcons heading into the to Washington. Washington four point favorites in this one. Ah, oh, I, I I like the Falcons to cover this. I could see this being a three point game. Um, Heineke's look great, but I think that uh, the Falcons aren't as bad as people will suspect. Uh, so I'll take the Falcons plus four in this one. The Dolphins fourteen point favorites. I'm on the Texans plus fourteen. You know that's a big spread. Uh, obviously, I know Miami's tough to play in, but. You know, we'll we'll take we'll ride the plus fourteen and see what happens. Uh, the Bengals three point favorites on the road in Tennessee. I'm on Tennessee plus three at home. Give me the points uh, at home with Tennessee hosting the Bengals. Uh, the Bears heading to into New York. The Jets six point favorites. Hmm. So Joe Flacco is going to be playing for the Jets. Um, uh, minus six. That's a tough spread. Uh, I might be on the Bears plus six in this one, actually. Yeah, I'll ride the Bears plus six. Uh, the Bucs, three-and-a-half-point favorites in Cleveland. I'm on the Bucs. I think the Bucs are going to start to heat up here. Uh, the Ravens, only three-and-a-half-point favorites in Jacksonville. I'm on the Ravens in that one. Uh, the Chargers heading to Arizona, and they're three-point favorites. Give me the Chargers, minus three in Arizona. Arizona has been absolutely dog shit. Uh, Las Vegas heading to Seattle. Seattle, minus four favorites. 
Um, I mean, we haven't seen much, you know, consistent play from the Raiders, but they are coming off a nice overtime win in, in Denver. All right, but the Raiders plus four. Let's do it. See that being a uh, a tie game, like a uh, sorry, a three point game. Uh, the Saints heading into San Fran. The San Fran. San Francisco 49ers minus nine. I think the, the 49ers continue to roll. I really like the weapons that they have in San Francisco. So I'll ride with the San Francisco 49ers minus nine against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Rams heading into Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs are 15-point favorites in this one. Man, that's a big spread. What do you think, folks? What should we ride here? You know what? Let's <laughs> Bryce Perkins. Let's ride with Perkins at plus 15. I don't know about that. but and the Eagles are minus 6.5 favorites against the Packers. Um, yeah, the Packers are pretty much done. I'll ride with the Eagles minus six and a half. I think the Packers are about to to you know throw it in, throw in the towel. They've been terrible. Um, but uh, did I talk about all three of the uh, Thanksgiving games? I don't know if I did. Um, obviously, the Bills end up winning a nail biter in Detroit earlier today. Jim Nance jinxed the kicker. Michael Badgley. This guy is an absolute legend. The kicker for the Lions. His nickname. He's nicknamed himself the Money Badger. So I'm a big fan of the Money Badger, but uh, you know, there's like 21 seconds left on the clock. It's a 25-25 tie ball game, and Josh Allen throws a 45-yard rope to Stephon Diggs over the middle to get him into the field goal uh, range, and uh, then the the Bills end up beating the Lions. Uh, Cowboys and Giants are on right now. It's a 13 to seven game at half, and the Patriots and Vikings play tonight. I suspect the Vikings win, but you never really know with Bill Belichick and the gritty New England Patriots. All right, let's move into quarter three. We got some. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events. You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NBA talking the fuck you. Utah Jazz Tour is starting to heat up. We're now 5-2. and two. It started off 3-0, and oh, went to 3-2. and two. Now we're 5-2, and two, so we're up a bunch of money on betting against the Jazz, and that will continue. Uh, it may continue for the rest of the season. Friend of the show, Jack Archer, mentioned that it might be a fun thing to do for the rest of the year. So, you know, I'm contemplating on just betting against the Jazz every single game for the rest of the season. We'll see if we can, uh, you know, stay on top of things. And I think that, uh, you know, I'm on board for it. Toronto Raptors are banged up right now. They played last night without Scotty Barnes, without um, Fred Van Fleet, without Pascal Siakam. Uh, Nick Nurse in the media called out Gary Trent Jr. Pretty much saying, like, listen, man, you know, you're a, you're a talented offensive player. We need you on the defensive side of the ball. And if you're not going to be playing defense, you know, we may not have you here much longer. So uh, Gary Trent Jr. gets called out by Nick Nurse, obviously the guard that got brought over from the Trailblazers in the um, Norman Powell trade last year. Uh, but Gary Trent, he, I, I do like watching him. I do like when he gets hot and in rhythm. Uh, but I guess he needs to pick things up on the defensive side of the ball, according to Nick Nurse. I don't think there's too many coaches in the league that could like publicly call out a player. I think you have to have some pull, like a championship, like Nick Nurse. Like Nick Nurse is a god in Toronto. Uh, obviously, bringing the championship uh, back to Toronto in 2019, he's he's gained a lot of pull in the city, and so I think that's you know his ability to call out a player in the media. Patrick Beverly. Probably the biggest shit disturber in the NBA. I mean, we know he's done countless things. Um, but uh, he's been suspended for three games for shoving and running over DeAndre Ayton. Very unnecessary. So Patrick Beverly would be sidelined. Uh, but the Lakers are... Anthony Davis is starting to look a bit better. And I know that LeBron James is coming back from injury. So 
I'm really not sold that these guys can turn it around, but I think that they might be able to go on a little bit of a run here. We'll 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 poke around in the chalkboard app and see how we feel about a Lakers backing ten game run. Zion Williamson. So he's been playing well this year. Uh, obviously dealt with the injuries and all of the media over the last few years, but he's playing well this year. He's missed a few games with some injuries. But he was asked after last night's game what his favorite Thanksgiving dish was. What an answer. Probably due to the fact that there would be some weight shaming. There's been some weight shaming involved with Zion Williamson for a long time now. But I'm just going to come out and answer the question for him. Zion Williamson's favorite meal or favorite component of the Thanksgiving dinner is pie. And he has a full pie, whipped cream, and ice cream. And he dummies that. He puts that directly down the gullet. And that's just his favorite thing to do on Thanksgiving. And I know he does it year after year. He's on a 15-year streak of doing that full apple, full pumpkin pie, whipped cream, and ice cream. And he puts on a nice 15-LB sheet and burns it off over the next few weeks. But, uh, no, in all, in all seriousness, Zion Williamson, I, I can't believe he didn't. Like, I mean, that's such a simple question to ask. Either you're a turkey guy or you're a stuffing guy or a mashed potato. I mean, there's just so many different parts, components of the Thanksgiving dinner. The Jonas Brothers? Wow. The Jonas Brothers are playing the halftime show right now, so that's interesting. I'm glad it's on mute. Uh, so Zion Williamson uh, refused to answer his favorite Thanksgiving dish, which was just a clown act. Ben Simmons and the Brooklyn Nets uh, traveled to Philadelphia in, in Ben Simmons' return to Philly. Uh, he got booed. Um, and the more embarrassing fact is that the Nets had Kyrie, Kevin, and Ben Simmons playing. I mean, they 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 were fully healthy, and they were playing against a team, a 76ers team, without James Harden, without Tyrese Moxie, without Joel Embiid, and still lost. Uh, the over-under for Simmons' points in that game was 11 11 and a half, and he had 11 going into the fourth quarter, finished with 11. So all of the over-betters on that, disappointing for sure. Um, but Simmons came out after the game, and he said he thought it was going to be worse. So you can almost guarantee the next time they roll into Stanford, or to Philadelphia, it's going to be a little bit louder. The boos are going to be uh, electrifying. And Darius Garland, I just wanted to give this guy a shout-out. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers are a wagon. People, oftentimes when a team makes a bunch of moves in the offseason, you know, we can kind of um, inflate you know, how they're going to do that season. But the Cleveland Cavaliers are living up to the hype. They've been fantastic. And Darius Garland, uh, an all-star last season, is has been fantastic. So he's been a really exciting player. I know he had 41 the other night. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a diverse, statue guy. And, and um, you know, the backcourt combo of, of um, uh, oh, gosh, Mitchell. With, um, I can't even think of his first name right now. I hate brain farts when I'm recording. I apologize, guys. Uh, but Mitchell and Garland have been fantastic. Obviously, Evan Mobley, the second year of the league, has been great. And, um, and yeah, they've been exciting to watch. So, uh, we'll continue to monitor the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're a wagon. I expect them to be a playoff team. All right, ladies and gentlemen, final quarter. I know it's been a grind. The monologue grind is coming to an end, I promise you guys. But I appreciate you guys listening, as always. But quarter four, NHL talk, Salming, Bjorn Salming. Obviously, uh, the most assists in Leafs history. I talked about the emotional ceremony they had uh, the other week at the Hall of Fame game in Toronto. He's passed away, um, you know, which makes that ceremony even more special. I mean, he only had uh, you know a couple weeks left in life, and it's extremely sad. Um, I know that Leafs fans and uh, Leafs Nation and just even the hockey community will be grieving. I mean, 
what a tremendous um, you know player. And I talked about how he was a pioneer for European players over in a NHL hockey league that really didn't accept uh, European players. And um, you know he really in in a league and at the time where he played and it was it was pretty much you know jail rules. Uh, you know he uh, he still was you know a top player in the league and still you know has accolades that stand up in the Toronto Maple Leafs history books. So you know rest in peace to Bjorn Salming and um, you know it's uh, you know we're thinking about uh, his family and the Leafs community right now. Uh, but the Leafs did end the Devils' 13 game win streak. Man, New Jersey Devils fans were pissed. They were throwing trash on the ice. Like, it was disgusting, to be honest with you. There were some bad calls made in the game. I think there was three goals called back uh, against the Devils. But, I mean, you got to show a little bit more respect than that. And But, I mean, it does show the passion. But, I mean, it was just a bit of a clown act. I mean, food, pop, just flying down from the seats. So, you hate to see it. Matt Murray looked good again. So, Matt Murray's been steady for the Leafs. So, I know Leafs fans are, are certainly happy about that. Uh, but the Leafs are banged up on, the, on their back end. Um, they're going to be without uh, Morgan Riley for four to six weeks, without TJ Brody right now, and obviously Jake Muzzin. We're not sure if he's ever going to play hockey again. Um, so, they just made a trade for Connor Timmins. Um, so, now they've got three defensemen that are going to be on their team that all played for the Sioux Greyhounds in 2017. Um, Rasmus Sindin, Connor Timmins, and this, shoot, I forget his name. He played last night, young kid, right-handed, undersized guy. They all played for the Sioux Greyhounds. And do you know who the Sioux Greyhounds general manager was? Like, yes, it was Kyle Dubas. So that's kind of funny. But I do think this Connor Timmins guy is upside. I know he had a great World Junior Tournament when it was hosted in Buffalo. Um, he just really hasn't panned out to be... I know he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. So this this might, uh, might, might turn out to be a solid acquisition for the Leafs. But I know, obviously, they're desperately uh, in need of some defenseman depth. We look at the bottom of the standings in the NHL right now. Obviously, it was the Anaheim Ducks who have just got their first win in regulation. It took them, you know, close to a quarter of the season to finally win in regulation. Uh, but the biggest surprise is the Ottawa Senators. Uh, it's been a few years now for uh, Sens fans, you know, thinking that this might be the year that they take a step in the right direction, uh, thinking that they might be a playoff fringe team, but it just hasn't worked out that way. Obviously, losing Josh Norris and and um, Artem Zub and Thomas Shabbat. Uh, it's been really tough. They are desperately looking for a defenseman, and they've made it, you know, public that they are. It's just going to be challenging. They're going to have to pay a big price, but you know, if everything continues to go, it is. They're going to have another fantastic draft pick in a stacked draft. But the issue is, is that, you know, you're going to have like they don't. They're not kind of in that point anymore of of being a tank team. They've got a lot of contracts being signed. They've got a bunch of prospects. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, you know, they need to make some deals soon, or it's. <laughs> It's going to be a write-off of a year, and it's kind of you know looking like it's going to be a write-off. So that sucks for Sens fans. Obviously, uh, you know another disappointing year. But you know what? There's going to be a lot of content around the Sens. Obviously, with the team being sold or being up for sale, will be sold. Um, new ownership, and the new ownership will most likely want to have you know some imprints on the organization. So I don't know what that means for um, Pierre Dorian and and DJ Smith, but we'll see what happens in Sens world. Ryan Reeves got traded to Minnesota. Uh, he's been a bit of a healthy scratch this season for uh, the New York Rangers, so he hasn't been playing too, too much, but the toughest guy in the league, the renowned heavyweight champion, is off to Minnesota. They've got a gritty team. That uh, might be a nice pickup. And I did want to mention Patrice Bergeron. Obviously, we all know the Bruins' successor, 17-3. They're an absolute wagon, but Patrice Bergeron, maybe the classiest human being in sports. Um, he gets his 1,000 point. You know, the bench clears. Everyone was excited, and uh, there was a nice video uh, message to him on the Bruins' Instagram page from all of the studs across the league. But Patrice Bergeron, 
this guy is is certainly one of the more classy individuals. Um, I saw uh, over uh, it was a, the Bruins were playing the Buffalo Sabres. It went to overtime, and uh, Tage Thompson started the overtime with Patrice Bergeron. And Patrice Bergeron, when he entered the league, he started in Providence, and he played with Tage Thompson's dad. He, you know, he knew the Thompson family, and Tage Thompson's wife was going through a bit of a cancer scare, and. Um, you know, Patrice went over to him, kind of gave him a hug and a tap on the chest uh, before overtime started when they were at the center ice dot. So I just, I really appreciate Patrice Bergeron and everything he's done. And so I did want to mention that he's got a thousand points. All right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you're uh, on the chalkboard app, getting more active. Make sure you're on social media. Make sure, you know, you're, you're following along closely. It's, uh, it's going to be an exciting few weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping for some good news down in the United States over the next few days, but um, you know, I'm hoping you guys are all enjoying your turkey dinners. I'm hoping you're all enjoying some pie. I'm hoping I've heard too, uh, that the Wednesday before Thursday of Thanksgiving is an absolute shit show. Uh, so that might be something that I want to take part in, uh, before it's all set and done. It's kind of on the bucket list to go to a few bars on uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving in the United States. Um, but listen, I really do appreciate y'all you guys. Uh, we've got a new and improved daily intermission just around the corner. So listen, everyone enjoy your weekends. And we'll be back in a week's time. Follow along with the channel. Let's absolutely go. 